When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready? Oh, wonderful! What a goal! Aguero! Staggering! Just staggering! Here's the chance and there's the hat-trick! Hello everybody, I don't have a way to start this podcast today, I couldn't think of an intro, so just welcome, welcome to Extra Time with Liam Horobin, presented by Betway, now proud partner of the 90th minute and this podcast, always remember to bet responsibly, if you're going to gamble, do it right, do it within your limits, and just have a good time with it, don't get dragged into the whole thing, but if you are making bets, let me know what you're doing. Let me know what you're picking. Let me know what you're picking for the weekend. I'll do some bets in this show as well, maybe towards the end. After our guest, which we have another one on the show, three or four so far. My batting average is pretty good. Today on the show, we have Henry Hewitt, who is from the same area in England that I'm from, which was a delight because we also, not only did we get to talk about the MLS, but we also got to talk about my beloved Bolton Wanderers, who this week came off a poor result against Portsmouth, losing 3-1 away at Fratton Park. I remember when that was a Premier League clash back in the day, and it was a lot of fun. Portsmouth, they had a lot of good memories in the Premier League, winning the FA Cup in whatever year that was. Canu scored. I can't remember who they even played. Maybe it was Liverpool or United. I can't remember. I'm seeing red. I'm seeing red on the other side. Maybe, no, it wouldn't have been Arsenal. They just won a bunch after, I believe. Portsmouth, though, great club in the Premiership. Canu, like I said, Pedro Mendes. If you remember the goal he would score from uh, from halfway for Portsmouth, he had a great one. Benjani, you've probably seen that clip going around of Harry Redknapp telling the Benjani story when he couldn't believe how much money they got for him from uh, to sell to Manchester City. I believe it was around a nine million pound fee, and he was like, "Get on the plane, get away." But to stay on to stay on topic, I suppose with Henry. He has a show in England called the MLS UK show, which might seem weird to you. Why would somebody in the UK have a show about the MLS? Well, we spoke about it and he explained how it came about with his co-host Elliot. We spoke about the opening weekend of the MLS and what went down across the league. It was very exciting and we didn't even have the champions play. 
LAFC didn't play this weekend because of the, they were going to play the Rose Bowl against LA Galaxy and I believe it's called the El Trafico. Yes, the El Trafico. They named a derby after the traffic in the city. Kind of ridiculous, I know, but it, it seems fitting, I, I suppose, with everything that happens there in Los Angeles. I've only been there once, and yes, the traffic was crazy, but LAFC didn't play, LA Galaxy didn't play, I believe Chicago Fire didn't play, the New York Red Bulls didn't play. There was a bunch of clubs that didn't actually get any action, but it was also the first weekend of Apple TV, which I think I have a free subscription right now, or a free preview, whatever you want to call it. So I watched a little bit here and there, watched a bunch of the highlights, Looks very good. I'm very impressed with what they've done. I wish other leagues would kind of implement something like this where it's centered fully around that. Like, Fubo's okay. Like, I don't mind Fubo, but it is kind of hard to navigate sometimes. I do it through my Xbox, and it's kind of a pain in the ass, but provides a lot. So we'll see. I'm curious if this Apple TV is not an experiment for the MLS, but I wonder if other leagues are going to see it as an experiment to see what they want to now do with their league but what i'm going to try and do actually so i i'm very new to the mls last week when we had the mls ace host on tom sweezy taught me a lot about the league and just kind of what to expect from the canadian teams you know you listened um whatever else we spoke about i can't remember just in general like what the mls is about so every week or every few weeks maybe we'll kind of see how much i get to watch i'm going to talk about some things that caught my eye and Things I didn't expect. Like I said, I'm very new to the league. I don't really watch a lot of it. I didn't really watch a lot of it last summer. Every now and then, I know the teams, obviously, and kind of some of the players around, but there's a lot of new faces around the league by the looks of it, and new names I got to catch up on since the last time I really dove into it. So two takeaways from me this weekend in the MLS. The first one. Now, these aren't going to be groundbreaking takeaways. I'm sure everybody already knows these ones, but I want to talk about them quickly. So my first one is just how exciting the league actually is. So no lead seemed to be safe this weekend in in the MLS. DC United came from behind to beat TFC. They scored. Benteke scored in the 90th minute to make it 2-2, and then they got a third goal from Di Pietro, in the 98th minute, the 98th minute they got the game when it was basically the last kick of the game. But not only that, Mark Anthony K, Canadian international, by the way, scored for Toronto in the 83rd minute to give them a 2-1 lead. So it was just absolute madness in the last 10 minutes of the game. That wasn't the only game, though. The New, Eng- New England Revolution scored in the 89th minute against Charlotte away from home. Kessler got that one. Uh, Philadelphia Union came from behind against Columbus, too. There was other comebacks too. Real Salt Lake had a comeback. But the big one for me, how about St. Louis City beating Austin in Austin 3-2 in their first ever game in the MLS? Now, granted, they probably got a little bit lucky on that second goal when the uh, the Austin defender just passed it to Stroud, who I apparently used to play for Austin. I learned that when he didn't celebrate the goal. Passed it right to him. He was 100% in an offside position, but the Austin defender just passed it right to his feet. So he had a pretty much just him the goalie to beat, and he did the job right. And then Klaus scored in the 86th minute to give St. Louis a lead and give them a 3-2 win. Their first win in MLS. Quite remarkable, really. Good for them. It's good to see. I think the MLS, obviously, is going to expand to, to 30 teams here. Probably next season. We spoke about that with uh, 
Tom last week, he gave out some names. I, I really like to shout actually of saying New Orleans is a club that, uh, sorry, New Orleans is a city. Soon will be a club that will have an MLS team. That's an exciting one, but I do think it'll be Vegas when it all when it's all said and done. I mean, with the NHL there now, the NFL's there now as well. NBA is supposedly in some kind of talks to try and figure something out to get to the uh, what do they call it, Sin City, to get there too. So, yeah, I fully expect the MLS to end up in in Vegas one day, which will be very exciting if you're going to Las Vegas just to have all those sports on top of everything else that's going on in that city. It's just a great place to be. Now, my second takeaway, I've decided I have now, I've now decided I have three takeaways, not just two, but this is my second one. And it's about specifically a player and his name is Jordan Morris. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm behind on the Jordan Morris hype. He's 28 years old, plays for the Seattle Sounders, scored how many goals did he score last season he scored seven last season in 27 games two assists pretty good he had a great first game for seattle against colorado who's there's one defender on colorado and i do remember watching him last season actually i don't want to butcher his name but i'm gonna try and say anyway abu baker i believe his name is Abu Baker might be the worst defender I've ever seen in my entire life. And I have played Division 4 Men's League in Canada. And there are some bad players in that league. And I think he would have a tough time. I might be able to take him on one-on-one, honestly. He was not good. He was not very good at all. Pretty sure it's him I've seen in the past who has been horrendous. But Jordan Morris, for me, was just absolutely fantastic. Had two goals on the day was just creating so many chances and so much havoc for for Seattle and just being an absolute talisman for them. So I'm excited to kind of see him and what he continues to do. Again, I know I'm behind on the Jordan Morris hype. I'm behind on this whole league. This league is, I think, is like 28 years old, maybe 27, maybe it's 30. I actually have no idea. I'm trying to catch up on it. So I'm no expert on this, people. This is Liam's learning curve of the MLS. We'll work on the name. But it's something to think about. So Jordan Morris is my third. No, he's not. He's my second point. And my third point is about the the way the schedule is in the MLS. Now, it's your opening weekend. You want to kind of get as many eyes on this league as possible. First weekend, it's a really good opportunity to grab it and just take it in by the fans. So you have your opening match, Nashville, New York City. That's kind of the early game. I believe it started at 2 o'clock mine time, which is mountain time. So whatever time that is for people, I guess, 1 p.m. Pacific. And then all the other games are pretty much all at the exact same time with a few that are maybe like an hour difference. And then you have one game on Sunday, which was Seattle and Colorado. And then you have one game on Monday, which was Portland and Sporting KC. There's got to be a better way to spread that out, no? You could do one game. You could literally do it the exact way the Premier League does it. Pretty much every league in the world does it in some kind of way like this. You have your early kickoff, which is typically around half past 12. You lunchtime kickoff. Make it noon, whatever you want to do. Then you have your three o'clock games. Yep, that's when you have your big bulk of games, obviously. Five, six, maybe four, whatever it is. You get your big chunk of ones there. Kind of the ones that are 
somewhat irrelevant, whatever it may be, whoever it may be. And then you have your late game, which is your showcase of the day, your Sunday night football for you NFL fans, whatever you want it to be. That's your big game of the day. So you big two biggest games, kick off the day, and end the day on Saturday. You could also throw a game on Friday night too if you wanted to. And then you go into Sunday and you only have one game? You have one game. At least give us two. At least give us something like, okay, we'll watch the morning game, 10 o'clock in the morning. That'll take me through to lunchtime. Then there's another one at one. There you go. Then you can put a game on Monday too if you want. I don't care. There's so many teams in this league, 29, and I, I should really have looked at how many teams didn't even play. Let's have a quick look here. One, Chicago didn't play. LA Galaxy didn't play. LAFC didn't play. I could have sworn New York Red Bulls didn't play, but there they are. So scratch what I said off the top. The New York Red Bulls lost to the Orlando City, who no longer have Alexander Pato. See, I did know something about the MLS. So there you go. There's my little rant on the MLS. My three things that I've picked up on. Maybe I won't make it like... I'll have this specific bit where I try and learn some things about the MLS. or like my big takeaways from what I've been watching. But maybe I'll just do it something in general. But for now, you've heard me kind of rant a little bit. So let's just get into the interview with Henry. Like I said, off the top for the first 10, 12 minutes or so, we talk about the MLS and a few specific teams, kind of the playoff format, first takeaways from St. Louis and another teams around the league. And then we get into some Bolton Wanderers talk. So hopefully you enjoy the Bolton talk a little bit. That was honestly really, really fun for me. I did enjoy that a lot because I don't get to talk to about Bolton a lot with people. Me and my dad chat about it all the time, but having someone else who's kind of in the thick of it right there and in Trotter's land. Just to chat about the upcoming cup final, if we can get promoted, kind of the good times, the bad times with the club. So enjoy that. I'll see you on the other side and we'll do some Batway stuff there. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
All right, Henry, welcome to the show. Uh, I don't know what it's like for you where you are, but right now we just had a big pile of snow dump on us this morning. So it's uh, it's a little colder than it usually would be. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Uh, as you know, in, um, well, Greater Manchester, where I am, uh, where you're from, it's not so much snow, it's more clouds. Yeah, it's not rain though, so that's a positive. Yeah, I know. When I was in England, I used to think, oh, it rains all the time. But now that I've moved here and it snows all the time, I kind of miss the rain <laughs> a little bit. But we got you on here today to talk about the MLS after the first week uh, weekend. But also, we're going to get into Bolton Wonders a little bit. So we'll save the good stuff till later on. But first big question I asked for you, what was your kind of biggest takeaway from the first weekend of, of the MLS? Just that it's same old MLS, lots of drama, late goals. Um, we kind of joked on the MLS UK show Twitter page that what do we expect the first weekend of Apple TV and there's uh, every Apple TV drama has a, uh, a dramatic end to episode one so uh, it does make sense but uh, yeah it was it was same old same old I'll tell you one thing that really impressed me though was St. Louis winning at Austin you know we, we do our predictions on the podcast and I think we both me and Elliot who are presents it with we had 3-0 and 4-0 Austin so for them to go and win 3-2 was really impressive yeah, what what do you kind of think of that St. Louis team? Like, obviously, for any expansion team, it's going to be difficult. But to go into Austin away from home and and win three two, they got gifted a second goal. Really, when that defender just passed it right to him. But to go in there and win, regardless, is a is a massive result. What are your expectations for them for this season? Well, you know, I think it's the same as any franchise, new franchise. Is that I don't really have any expectations for them. You know, Charlotte last year did very well in the end to actually, um, you know, challenge the playoff spaces. I think it was the second or third to last game of the season where they eventually they weren't able to uh, to get in it. So that was kind of a good season for them. And I expect the same for St. Louis, really. You know, they've had a good start. I'm sure this weekend in their home opener, it will be a great event. And if they can get a win, then that'll be brilliant for the fans and for the franchise but you know it's a very tough season this season with the introduction of the league's cup as well uh, on a, a bigger scale to what we've seen before of course they've got us open uh cup matches to negotiate and um you know the mls regular season so it will be tough it will be tough i don't think they'll make playoffs but going off the first game i also don't think they'll be finishing bottom of the league and uh, and getting beat every week what, one thing I was actually curious about was how how did you become a fan of the MLS? You know, obviously, typically people from England aren't clamoring for some American football. Most people actually just make fun of it, to be honest. So how did it kind of come about for you? Uh, well, me and my co-host, uh, Elliot, we used to work together on the radio. And whenever the songs would be playing, uh, obviously, we'd be talking in the studio. And he went over to Orlando and he, he caught um, he caught a game and he was really excited about it. And he was saying to me, oh, you need to watch MLS. And and I was typical Brit. I was like, oh, really? You know, it's on in the middle of the night. I've, we've got the Premier League. You know, why bother? Uh, but then, yeah, I started watching games and uh, I got hooked. And uh, and just through doing the podcast, you know, it's uh, we've had such a good reaction. And I think the community as well of, of MLS amongst fans and, and other content creators um you know it's a really good community to be a part of and and yeah there's uh, you know just by going off game one of this season there's so much drama uh it's uh, it's easy when you when when you're hooked you're hooked 
Yeah, no, I know. I'm very new to the league as well. And just like you said, like it is drama after drama, every single, almost every single match. Like you never really know what's going to come down to it. Like this weekend, was it DC? Just they were down 2 1 with, I think, 10 minutes left and ended up winning the match too. So, how have you kind of seen the league grow? Like, I, I feel like the league's always kind of had the reputation of, or old European players just go there to retire. But now it seems like it's it's kind of turned into more of a developmental league. Do you think the league's progressing in a positive direction? It kind of feels that way. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think when we first started doing the podcast about five years ago now, it was definitely a, you were kind of hoping for the league that, you know, as Latan Ibrahimovic would, would come into the league. So give it a bit of excitement and, uh, and interest, especially in this country, but especially in the last few years now, with the players that are leaving and going to uh, the Premier League and other European, um, you know, big leagues, suddenly that interest is there from that side. So I think it's now become a bit of a, you know, I mean, it still be that start of league, you know, expecting the the older players to come across. I know Lionel Messi's been linked with into Miami, but I think now for the uh, for the true, you know, soccer fan. I think there's a bit of a, you know, if you can say that you watched MLS and saw the next big player to come over first, there's that kind of uh, element where people are, I don't know, they, they, they'll see themselves as a bigger soccer fan by knowing these players that are, are ending up at Leeds United or wherever. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, I feel like Leeds has probably gained a lot more American fans over the last couple of years, that's for sure. So is there a team you're most curious about this season? Like, we haven't seen a lot of teams play too. Obviously, the both LA teams got cancelled that game, I think. So I guess, first question, do you think LA can can recapture it again? Or what do you think on that end? Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's a whole host of teams that uh, have got really good narratives going into this season. But with the LA teams, I think LAFC... Can you go back to back? Yes, they can. It's very difficult. There's not been many teams that have managed it in uh, the 27, 28 years of MLS. So uh, it will be difficult. Um, you know, I think what was is different this season from last season for them is that the Champions League is there. They didn't have to do that last year. And I think we see that a lot of teams struggle at the start of the season when they're having to play in the Champions League as well as MLS Cup. You know, Seattle last year won it and they, they didn't make the playoffs. But, um, you know, LAFC, of course, have got some good, very good players. They've got uh, the likes of Kalini, who brings that experience, that experience of winning trophies back to back as well. So, uh, so yeah, they can do it. I, I personally think it is very tough. I think they might not be able to. I think they'll definitely make playoffs, though. And, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Do you have a team that you think will win it all? Oof. Um, I mean, I could give you uh, a team now and then when it comes to, uh, you know, the summer, they, they suddenly bottom of the league. That's the beauty of MLS. I think on our podcast, we did our predictions. And, you know, I uh, I, I have, a I think, a big season for FC Cincinnati this year. They won their opening game. They've got some very good players. Um, the, the better players, there are rumours that they might be leaving in the summer. So how that will affect them, I don't know. But, I kind of said for supporter shield, I'd go with FC Cincinnati. In terms of MLS Cup, um, yeah, it's a difficult one. It really is. Uh, but, you know, I think um, at the end of the day, you know, the same teams are ending up at, the, at that stage of the, the competition each year. I think Philadelphia Union have been so unlucky the last few years not to make 
uh, you know, not to get their first MLS Cup. So there's a part of me, even as an Atlanta fan, there's a part of me that, that would really like Philadelphia to get over the line this time. Uh, so there was a team last year that was pretty high in Montreal, but they've lost a lot of players this year. Alistair Johnson's gone to Celtic, Kone's at Watford, they lost a manager as well. Do you think they can find that form again? Like they lost their opening weekend match too. So do you think there's a chance they can get back to the top or is it going to be a difficult season? I think it'll be a difficult season, to be honest. There's a lot of change. I think um, Montreal's season last year reminded me of Colorado's the season before. You know, they won the Western Conference and last year they didn't even make playoffs. I think there's there are similarities with that. I think when a team has that unique sort of excellent season, and I know Montreal have had good seasons in the past, but compare it to, say, the last five years, it was uh, such a good season. And, um, you know, for, for the, some of the better players and the head coach to leave, I think it's going to be a massive struggle for them. Um, I think Montreal this season, a good season would be, um, you know, maybe winning Canadian Championship, but also um, if they can make the playoffs, I think that that's a big win for them. Well, the team they faced was into Miami, who they lost to, and obviously managed by Phil Neville. What do you what do you think of Phil Neville's kind of time so far with into Miami? He was always, I honestly, always someone I wanted at Bolton, but so kind of a, <laughs> of a soft spot now that he's over here, and he he's not afraid to talk about things like the playoff format, which we'll get into. Like he was pretty outspoken about that. So, what do you think of his time so far into Miami? Um. It's a difficult one, really, with Inter Miami because so much is expected of them. But, you know, when you look at it realistically, they, they're kind of still in transition. You know, I know they're looking to move to a new stadium in the next few years. And I think, um, you know, with Higuain coming in and then out again, I think they're still trying to find an identity. Um, you know, Phil Neville's come in. And do I think Phil Neville would win MLS Cup with him? Probably not. Yeah, he made playoffs last year. They had a, a decent end to the season. So, um, you know, and they've won the first game. So I think he can push them forward. But uh, I, I don't know whether they'd need someone else in charge to take them to that next level. But one thing I will say is that if there comes a time where Phil Neville is, um, you know, is is let go from into Miami, you know, he's best mates with uh, David Beckham. That's going to be an awkward conversation. Yeah, well, he's lasted longer than his brother in his managerial career, so that's a, he's got one over on him. That's <laughs> sure. so. Uh, the other play, uh, the other team I wanted to talk about, sorry, was was DC United. They have seemed to struggle a little bit recently, but Wayne Rooney's come in, and they have a lot of Premier League experience now in that squad. Do you think he's going to be able to turn it around there and kind of help them climb up the table? Um, if you'd have asked me last week, I'd have probably said no. But that win on uh, Saturday. And the way Click played as well, I, I thought he actually did really well and surprised me. You know, anything, DC, I'm sure DC fans would agree with this. In the last few years, anything is possible with DC. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they could finish, they could win the Eastern Conference and they could finish bottom, you know, and it wouldn't wouldn't really surprise anyone. Um, you know, I think they've got an, an okay squad, I think. They could maybe push for playoffs, but I think there's still a few little bits missing. Attacking-wise, uh, Taxi Funtas and Christian Benteke could be two great players in this league. So going forward, it's just at the back. I, I don't know if they can uh, sustain, you know, sustain, um, you know, getting the clean sheets that they need every now and again to, uh, to you know, to to have a successful season. But I mean, I think anyone in the UK, I think MLS as well for who Wayne Rooney is. I think we all would love Wayne Rooney 
you know, to have to be a success in DC, have a good season, um, you know, because it's it's only good for the league. Yeah, he seems to find himself in very difficult spots as a manager, obviously, with what happened in, with Derby and now in DC. So the last question I have, and we touched on it a little bit, but arguably the biggest talking point in the MLS right now is the new playoff format. I know I was listening to your show the other day and you guys were a little impressed with the start, but okay with the finish. Like, what's your, What are your overall thoughts about the, it now that it's been out for a little bit? Yeah, I'm still not impressed with that start. You know, I, I know the best of three series. It's a very US sort of North American, uh, you know, way of doing things. In the UK, we have the playoffs in the the football league, but it's it's straight semi-finals and final uh, kind of shootout. Um, the best of three. I don't know whether that would work in football in soccer. Um, the end of it, the conference semi-finals, conference final, and MLS Cup. Totally down for. I think it's right that who, if you finish higher in the league standings, the regular league standings, you get home advantage. I just don't, I'm, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not convinced by this best of three. But as we said on the podcast, you know, we could be talking again in November, December time and actually saying, well, that was brilliant. You know, there was so much drama um, and uh, it could work. So I, I'm willing to wait and see. But at the moment, I don't know. I'm not too, not impressed. Yeah, I think like you said, it's very, very North American. The first cup, the first round with the best of three. Like, I think it would have been more interesting if it was maybe home and away, kind of like a Champions League knockout stages. Maybe that would have done a little bit. But you did mention the playoffs there, and Bolton Wanderers are in a playoff spot right now. Are we going up this season? What What do you think is going to happen with with the Trotters right now? We just lost to Portsmouth yesterday too, after a very busy February. So, how are you feeling about them at the moment? Uh, very good, very good. I think, you know, as a Bolton fan, and, and you'll know as well, but I think it's important to appreciate where we've been in the last few years. You know, this is a team that, a, a club that almost went out of business three or four years ago. You know, we went down to our lowest ever position uh, and we're making our way back up the league. So it is exciting. Um, you know, I think, yeah, let's be positive. I think Bolton, uh, we've got a very good team at that level, a very good League One team. So, I think, yeah, it could happen. And, uh, you know, I'll be there. At, we've got a, a a final at Wembley uh, in April uh, against Plymouth in the uh, in the Papa John's Trophy, as it's known. Um, so I'll be there for that. And I would love to be back a month later for a playoff final. Yeah, I know. Uh, like you said, like it's been, a, it's been a rough go for Bolton in the last few years. So I, I'm with you. Just any kind of positive we can get out of this club right now, I am taking because there has been some doom and gloom. But... You mentioned the Papa John's final. I'm pretty sure that tournament has changed its name more times than anything else in the world. So, I mean, it's fantastic that they've been able to get there. And you said you were you were going to the match when they were playing Accrington Stanley. Were you nervous at all? Like, I know Accrington Stanley got the red card, but it felt like they were never going to get the ball in the back of the net until Kachunga got it in there. So, how were you kind of feeling watching that match? Uh, well, the thing with Bolton this season is that, I mean, they've done that so many times where we've had so much of the possession and not scored. And then he, he seemed to find a way at the very end. So I was quite quite confident. But the, the I don't know, the longer it went on and knowing that it would go straight to penalties as well, um, I was a bit nervous. So I think just before he scored to make it 1-0 and then we scored again to make it 2-0. Uh, yeah, I was starting to think if this doesn't go... Because... The, the thing with Bolton as well is because at the level that they're playing at, they're a very big team, you know, former Premier League team, they've got a lot of fans. You know, that game that half the 
crowd were Bolton fans and half the crowd were Accrington fans. In fact, I think there were more Bolton fans than it was an away game. So uh, I just, I was worried. I was watching on TV. I couldn't get a ticket, but I was worried that if it went to penalties and Bolton lost, I think uh, Bolton fans would have been very unhappy. So I was, uh, I was, I was thinking. Even though a trip to Wembley is nice, I just think for the for the uh, the, the stadium itself, Accrington Stadium, uh, I I'm very glad that Bolton won in the end. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. But yeah, you, like you said, like there's been so many times this season. It doesn't matter how long left in the match. If Bolton have the ball, there's a chance it can can end up in the back of the net with a win. But one of those players who did score a late goal for us was uh, was Dapo earlier in the season. I can't remember what team it was against now, but he's obviously gone. Bakayoko's gone. He left in January. I guess two-part question. Were you a little unsure about the them leaving when it happened, but then they brought everybody else in? So the second part is, how did you feel about the January transfer window overall? Um, well, I was gutted that Dapo left. You know, he's gone to St. Pauli, which... Is a great opportunity for him in Germany and, and they're in uh, Bundesliga too. So uh, I think they're, they're at the bottom, but if they can have a good season next year, he could be playing the likes of Bayern Munich and Bruce Dortmund the season after. So uh, you can't begrudge him, you know, that opportunity. Um, but I, I think the thing with Bolton is, is that in the January transfer window over the last two seasons, not including this one, they have actually brought in good players who have transformed the season. They've had good runs after Christmas that have, with the first season we got promoted and then last season we finished just outside the playoffs. So you kind of trust now that they've got this plan. And I think the difference now compared to a few years ago where we were, you know, we were struggling is that it looks like the, the people in charge have got that plan. I think before it was a, let's just put a load of players' names down and see who we can get uh, whereas now it seems that you no, know, we want him for this position and this person will, will do well there so it seems a bit more of a plan Yeah, uh, that's true it seems like when January the last few years is kind of the turning point like when we're in League 2 and then we went on that run at the end of the season and got all oh, night promotion it was it was a great run but I want to talk to you about Ian Everett as well obviously when we got him, I think he'd only been at Barrow, maybe Chesterfield a little bit too he felt inexperienced but He's really changed around the culture of the team. What's kind of, I guess, the vibe around him in Bolton and, and just the area of him being the manager? I think he just got the most wins in his first 150 games too the other day. So he's been very successful, to say the least. He has, yeah. You know, more than what Sam Allardyce achieved in his first 150 games and other famous managers that we've had. And um, I think there's a there's still a few... Uh, you know, sections of the fan base that aren't totally convinced by him, which sounds crazy, you know, because he's got us a promotion and uh, and then done well in his second season. Now he's fourth. And like you said, he's won the most games out of any Bolton manager in the first 150. But there are a few people who uh, don't like the football he plays, where he plays uh, good football. It's very attractive football, football that Bolton Wanderers, especially under Sam Allardyce, haven't been used to playing, you know, pass and move and possession based. and I, I love it and I, I think he's a great manager and I think he'll he'll be very successful um you know in whether that be with us or whether he moves on to a higher league but I think the majority of people really like him and appreciate the job he's done yeah it's funny you say that I think my dad's kind of one of those guys that appreciates what he's done but he's like man I wish sometimes he would just boot the ball forward and I think that just comes <laughs> from watching Kevin Davis for all those years to be honest so I have a, a couple more questions on Bolton. James Trafford 
he's I think he's too good to be playing for us, to be honest. But do you think there's any chance that he's here again next season, or do you think City is going to want him back? I think this is the last we'll see of him. I think if we got promoted, maybe in the championship, it might be tempting for City to give him a one last, uh, you know, loan deal at Bolton. But I think um, no, I think they'll probably want him to, uh, you know, I, I guess. If he came again, he might be getting too comfortable at Bolton. Uh, maybe they'll want to challenge him a bit. But I I think he's such a good goalkeeper, even at this level. And he's good with his feet. He's a good shot stopper. He commands his area. Um, yeah, I think for League One, he is too good. And uh, I can see him having a... Whether it be with Man City or not, because, of course, it's going to be a massive challenge for him if he, if he got to number two at Manchester City, let alone number one. But, um, you know, I think he, he will really have a great career whoever whoever it's with yeah he's been fantastic for us and he was one of those january signings too i believe that kind of helped turn everything around so last question for you on bolton what is what's your favorite bolton memory um i've got i've got a lot of bad ones i've got to say (laughs) but uh yeah i think um the 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 two or three that um you know i remember the most and i guess this this says what it's like to be a Bolton fan is that, um, you know, when we, we were last game of the season, we needed a win to stay up in the championship and we were 2-1 down uh, with like five minutes to go and we we won. Aaron Wilbraham scored the last minute to win and uh, that was a brilliant memory. And, uh, you know, my, my wallpaper on the phone, actually, we were, we were front row at the stadium. Uh, it was me, my wife and my dad and uh, the, the local newspaper, the Bolton News, uh, the photographer was right in front of us and I didn't know this at the time but when I went on the website just you know the day after and they've got all the photos on there and they've got photos to when that goal went in and I'm hugging my wife and uh, you know it's such a it, it was just a brilliant day and other than that you know we've had trips to Wembley we tend to lose them which isn't a good omen for next month uh, I've, I've seen us uh, we when we played a big game like that I've only ever seen us win once I was against Preston in the championship playoff final years yeah. ago. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, big games like the one that's coming uh, and the the famous FA Cup semi-final against Stoke, we lost 5-0 at Wembley and I was there for that. And yeah, it's, uh, there, uh, you know, there are some good memories, but there's, there's a whole lot of worse memories, I've got to say. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's not easy. Even even when they played the final at the Millennium Stadium, we lost that one to Middlesbrough as well. So it just seems to be the finals yeah. curse that we have going on for us. But <laughs> that's all the questions I have for you. Where can people find your work and in, in your podcast? Um, well, the best way to do it is um, well, if you want to uh, watch or listen to every episode of the MLS UK show. You know, we do a a main episode, and every two weeks, then we'll do alternate with a bonus episode called Stoppage Time where we just go through the, the news topics in, in MLS. Uh, YouTube, just search MLS UK show and uh, same on your podcast provider. And um, we're also on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at MLS UK show. So those are the best places to do it. But, um, but yeah, we, we really love the engagement. We've got, I've got to say that is that, um, you know, I always say, I think the other way around, if we were from North America doing a, a podcast on the Premier League, I don't think it'd be well received in England. We can be very snobby about, um, you know, especially North Americans who like soccer. 
Um, but the other way around, you know, the the MLS community have been so welcoming to us and appreciative of of what we do, and we just do it for fun because we love the league and we we have this radio background, so we we kind of can make it structure it into a show. So uh, yeah, it's been great, and uh, we are looking for more uh, listeners and viewers in Canada, actually. Um, so uh, yeah, so. Uh, if there's any Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver fans, or, or even just fans of the league or fans of soccer, then yeah, check us out. Yeah, go go ahead over there and listen. I, I listened the other day to it too, and I I agree. It was funny listening to an English perspective of things. I was like, oh, I kind of like this a little bit more, to be honest. And it's different, right? So yeah, but thanks a lot for joining me. I love talking to my dad about Bolton, but it was nice to talk to somebody else about them too. So thank you very <laughs> much for jumping on the call. No problem. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been a nice way to spend a Wednesday afternoon, especially after Bolton lost yesterday. Welcome to the other side of the interview, the back half of the podcast. We're going to do a quick little thing on Betway and I'll let you everybody go and enjoy what they're doing for the rest of the day. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to Henry for jumping on and chatting with me. He laid out where you can go listen to all his stuff. So go check him out. I really enjoy his podcast. Him and Elliot do a fantastic job of just giving a a different perspective and a different voice on the MLS, which is always good to have voices from everywhere and to talk about the league and promote it all, right? So big shout out to that man. And I hope he enjoys Bolton's Cup Final against Plymouth Argyle. Bring it on, Plymouth. You don't know what you've got yourselves into, but that way. The proud partner of this podcast and the 90th minute. Like I mentioned right there off the top. So go check out that way. Bet responsibly. I'm going to give out a couple of picks here just from the Premier League weekend. Maybe once I get a bit more familiar with the MLS, I'll give out some picks on the MLS. But for now, let's just keep it to what we know, which is what is important. If you bet in, bet what you know. And I know that Nottingham Forest have been very good in 2023. And I think they're going to do very, very well against Everton this weekend when they host them as a, when they host them, as I get my words fuddled up, as a city ground this weekend, plus 162 on the money line to win the match. So if you put $10 down on that one, that'll give you a nice return of $16.25. Obviously, you pick your own units there you do whatever you want you do what you're comfortable with and that's what's important so i like forest to win at home on sunday both my matches are on sunday i keep saying saturday sunday people ignore what i'm saying but not fully just a little bit my second pick i am going now this is obviously a massive match and it could go either way but i just like the momentum that one of these clubs have has gone with recently and that is Manchester United to beat Liverpool at Anfield on Sunday at plus 170. Now, I know it's at Anfield, but just take that away. Manchester United have been fantastic. And it started when they beat Liverpool at Old Trafford. They've lost to Arsenal 3-2 away and that was a great game. And other than that, they lost to Villa, sorry, away again. They've been fantastic this season, and, and I'm really feeling the momentum they've been they've been gaining. Just knocked out Barcelona in the Europa League, while Real Madrid just battered Liverpool at Anfield. So Liverpool, been in pretty decent run in the, in the Premier League. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Beat Wolves 2-0. 
drew to Palace nil nil, but that was away. Beat Newcastle away. Beat Everton at home, but. I don't know. I just got a feeling about United on this one. So that's my picks. I'm going to go with Nottingham Forest plus 162 on Sunday, followed by Manchester United plus 170 away at Anfield. Bet what you like. If you're making a bet, let me know. I'm curious what everyone's going to pick. Just find me on Twitter at Liam Horobin, H-O-R-R-O-B-I-N. And you can also find me on Instagram where I've changed my handle because I got told it was too long. It's now just Liam Pods, which should be fairly easy to find. Just look me up. I'm the guy that with, with a banana in his hand should be able to find me. So again, thank you very much for everyone for listening. I appreciate it very much. Let's keep those, uh, let's keep it going around. Let's see if we can tell some other people about the show and see where we can get from here. But I'm really enjoying doing it for everyone. It's fun. Now it's my bedtime. Well, as you enjoy this, I don't know when you're going to enjoy it, but I'm going to go to bed. So farewell, and I will see you next week with maybe a guest, or maybe it'll just be me. We'll see. Until then, goodbye, have a good weekend, enjoy whatever you're doing, and I'll see you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.